This episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by Nomade Athlete's Complement Protein. Complement Protein is made with just five real food ingredients and no additives, fillers, or sweeteners. It was designed to be strong enough to fuel our training and clean enough for our kids. Learn more at lovecomplement.com. That's lovecomplement with an E. And use code NOMEAT for $10 off your first order. This episode is also brought to you by Element, the electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. Yep, that means lots of salt and zero sugar. Try it today for just the cost of shipping. Go to drinkelement.com slash athlete. That's drinklmnt.com slash athlete. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Meat Athlete Radio. Guess what, Matt? What, Doug? I, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before, I hit 60 days of meeting my uh, my move goals, according to my watch. Okay. 60 mm-hmm. consecutive days. So off to a good streak. Meaning you started right around the new year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very good. And what, what do your movement goals entail? Pull-ups? Oh, no. I'm just talking about my watch. Like, says I moved enough to... Ah, Gotcha. To hit to to count, uh, you know, to fill the ring, right? Good, good to get get that filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it is it? I think we talked about this before, but I don't remember the answer. Do you think it's adjusting and making your movement goals harder each each day that you succeed? It does it every week, so it it, week. it, okay. it gets every week. It kind of reevaluates what you did the previous week and makes it a little bit harder. So it is getting a little bit harder, but uh, so far I'm finding it not to be really that difficult but still i mean it's kind of this thing where there's been a couple of days where i haven't met it and it's like nine o'clock uh-huh. so i'll make sure to do some you know, laps around the living room yeah to you know move around a little bit do some jumping yep. jacks do something to yep. get my movement go hit my movement goal for the day there you go good well like you i am also back into the activity tracking as i told you before with the uh with the sleep ring the aura ring the cursed oh, yeah. aura ring and uh I got 13 minutes of deep sleep last night, so I'm not too thrilled about that, of course. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. I think, you know, I've, I'm kind of, I mean, every, this is literally every day in my house. I have a new, like, thing that I'm sure this is the, the reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it just dominates my consciousness, this sleep thing. Uh, and it's funny, because when, like, when I didn't have the ring and when I wasn't using it, like, I was... I don't know. I didn't. I still woke up at night, but I just never stressed about it. So it was so much better. Uh, but anyway, I think it's. I think it's my stress level in the days. I think that is a major thing. And, and my reason now is because we moved. Uh, we moved to Charlotte, not like full time, but sort of part time for soccer. Because my son Holden, he used to be in Atlanta United's program, but then Charlotte FC got a new MLS team, which hasn't started playing yet, but they've started their academy, and uh, he got into that, which is a great opportunity for him. So we have moved here to uh, pursue it. Um, but anyway, as soon as I found out that he got into the program, that's when my, my sleep just stopped being good. Uh, hmm. And I think it's because I all the time now like think about it and stress about it and monitor it and check for emails from the club and all this stuff just to like you know make sure he's staying in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the because, stresses that he'll get kicked out? Like yeah, well, because, because it's the type of program. It's not a... It's only eight weeks increments that you're in for. So mm. uh, that's why we're, we're just in an apartment here for as long as he's in it. Um, but like soon we'll be at the point where they decide if you're in for the next eight weeks and then if you're in for the for the next fall season after that. Uh, and he's he's a year younger than all of them, so he's got that going for him where I think I think that. I mean, I don't want to get into it because it just stresses me more. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh anyway because of that like i just i don't know i feel like suddenly like what used to be empty free time and, and i created a lot of empty free space in my head during the lockdown period and all that mm-hmm. it just it just created lots of time and i think i slept great in that period um but like as as life resumes and things like this come back uh, i don't know i i just think now that i have a lot of stuff that bounces around in my head during typical days and i think i need to address that maybe to to be better better about like routines and things like that like you know meditation or Mm-hmm. calm down before beds and things like that but who knows well, well that makes i mean that makes a lot of sense like if 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 you're feeling more stressed right now that you're gonna sleep worse yeah right that seems like one of the most and obvious not as deeply answers. yeah sure mm-hmm. yeah so anyway i will i will continue to report on that it's probably well, not Matt, right, the last cause... time we talked about this on the podcast i suggested that maybe you don't wear the ring every single night right and uh and you you seem to think that that was a good idea. You might have just been humoring me. <laughs> but that might but you seem to think that would be a good idea to like take out the daily no. stress of of I, your uh... I agree it's a good idea, but I think I said right away that it's, it can't happen. I'm I'm addicted. I'm too deep in. I can't I can't even go and I, like I don't like having it on because it's bluetooth and I I am afraid of bluetooth. Uh here we go with the stress again. I'm afraid the bluetooth <laughs> will will like, you know, rot my brain in some way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't like having it on because a lot of times I'll sleep with my hands up near my head and I'm like, this thing is an inch from my from my temple. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like that. Just like I don't like wearing Bluetooth headphones. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm even afraid though of doing the airplane mode thing with the ring and then turning it on and having it sync with the phone when you when the next day, which it can do. But I'm afraid of that because I don't want to lose, I don't want it to not function right. And I Whoa. miss a night's sleep worth of data and I miss that dopamine hit in the morning when I get to check what it is. Wow, I know. Like I'm really in. I'm I'm deep in. You're in deep, man. This ring, <laughs> this this cursed ring, is gonna be the death of you, dude. <laughs> I think it will. I think I'll cast it away, and it will find its way back into my life again and again until one day it is the death of me. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know I'm, I'm half joking, but uh, you know, not, <laughs> know. not really. Like <laughs> I know. All right, enough of the ring, though. I don't want. I don't want to make the episode about the ring again. That we did that for a whole season. <laughs> Every episode was right. catching. I don't. I don't want to do that again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no soccer and no ring. <laughs> right. Actually, we're going to be talking right. about something that I think, uh, at least for me, is uh, definitely contributes to less stress and feeling better going to bed. And um, and that is ensuring that I'm getting in exercise every day. And uh, and for me right. personally, we're going to you know kind of be talking about a couple different things. But for me, part of that is integrating it into uh, into moments when I just have the space to exercise that are maybe less traditional than I have had in the past. But as we talked about many times on this podcast, my kind of New Year's goal this year and looking back at 2020, 2020, my biggest struggle was not exercising and not like moving enough and kind of losing all of that routine and all of those habits. So um, I am happy to say that in many levels, I have, I have changed that this year, uh, not just exercise, but also uh alcohol i'm drinking way less alcohol than i probably have in the last 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is big yeah. and food and routines and so like you know i think uh things are definitely switching in the right direction for me but today we're gonna be mostly focused on the exercise part yes good uh and i was happy when you suggested this episode idea because i have uh had a similar kind of mindset shift around fitness um i think what's what is what made this challenging and i think this is why i hope a lot of people will, will be interested in this um is that you and I both are sort of fitness hobbyists. Like fitness is, has never, not never, but like it's not usually been um, the thing that's like this obligation you have to do. 
like for for me for I don't know from from college age through probably age 35 uh it was fitness was just was just built into my life because I I liked running so much and I had these Mm -hmm. goals and things and I also just liked going to the gym and and now and then like saying I'm gonna you know gain 10 pounds of muscle or whatever uh and always ate healthy. So like, it was just kind of a fun thing. And, and I always wondered about someone who didn't do exercise, like how, how bad it must be to not, you know, to have to tell yourself, Oh, I got to exercise today and not like it. So that always seemed like such a strange thing to me. Um, but, but in the past probably five years, uh, I've been much less motivated, like intrinsically for exercise. And I've, you know, found it from, from things that I enjoy, like playing soccer or whatever. And that's, that's always best when I can find a thing I enjoy. But when I don't have that going on, um, you know, getting an exercise for me has become this thing that I need to do for health reasons, for sleep reasons. Uh, and it's just like a, a thing that I'm supposed to do because I know it's good for me. And I, this is where what you're saying for me has started to, to uh, just this different way of looking at it. We're like, mm-hmm. I don't have to go to the gym for an hour five times a week which is, I think, back in 2016 when I like last had a big gym push. That's what I did. It was an hour or more, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And like, that, that's, a hu- like that, that's a hobby. That's, that's a, a huge investment of your free time. Yeah, because- I mean, there's very few things that I do for an hour a day. Yeah, right. You know, every single day. Right. So to start to view exercise as like, can you, can you do it as this thing that is a little piece of your life, keeps you in shape, achieves all the goals that you want exercise to do for you, but it, it doesn't take up a ton of time is really what it comes down to. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to become something either that, that is like the thing you think all the time about how do you optimize, how do you make it better, how do you get to the next level. Uh, it's just this thing that you do to to keep up your fitness. So uh, I think this is cool. We can talk about some different ways we have done this kind of minimalist fitness routine uh, and talk about maybe some some reasons why it's good and some, and some things that's not so good. Yeah. Good. All right. We'll start us off, Doug. Tell us how you're doing the minimalist fitness. <laughs> so I'll start with the problem, with where like I found myself at the end of 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that I went from, you know, I mean, running, you know, when I think about fitness for me as an adult, so post-college and even, well, really post-college, I didn't run all that much in college, but um, after college, running was really like, was what I did. If I, I didn't go to the gym, I didn't you know, really play any other sports. It was, it was like, if I'm going to exercise today, it's, it's most likely going to be running. And, um, and so in 2020, when, you know, for whatever reason, halfway through the year, even at the beginning of the kind of lockdown, I, I did the every single streets thing. I was running very consistently and a lot. Um, it just kind of plummeted for me. I just, I couldn't get myself to do it. I couldn't find the time. I couldn't find the mental energy to run very consistently and very, far. Um, and it just wasn't fun. And so when I lost running as, uh, something that brought me joy and became something that was stressing me out, like you were saying, I, I just kind of, I, I, I quit doing it and therefore I wasn't doing anything. And, uh, and I was really feeling quite unhealthy at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this year has been really about trying to, um, kind of reframe what exercise means for Doug Hay. And, uh, and what I found is it's actually motivated me to do a lot more running that I've been doing recently, but I'll get into that in a second. But what, what reframing has meant to me is uh, I set that goal uh, that I've announced here of doing five pull-ups, which I've never been able to do my entire life. I'm, mm-hmm. little, you know, I'm still a little embarrassed to say that, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to put it out there for all of our listeners to hear. 
Um, and so I was, I just started doing exercises that, uh, would help me do those pull-ups and help me meet that, that pull-up goal. And, uh, at first it started by just like, like actually taking time out throughout the day to, you know, to focus on it. And I still do that a little bit. I'm still carving out chunks to, to do these pull-up specific exercises, but it also means like now if I'm just feeling a little groggy or if I'm doing something, you know, if I just need a little bit of a mental break, you know, I'm like writing something and I'm you know, and I I can't figure out where to take it next. I just start doing these exercises for just a couple reps, you know, three to five minutes and just kind of integrating that throughout the day. And it has been awesome because I can feel myself getting stronger and I'm, you know, I'm just getting that heart rate up at different times throughout the day. And it, it feels so much less stressful than carving out big chunks or making sure that I have to get it in that day. Mm-hmm. So how, what do you think, like, how many total minutes do you think you spend on a typical day? Well, so, you know, I would say that I am spending probably 20, 20 to 25 minutes a day doing strength exercises. And then, uh, and what I've found recently in the last couple of weeks is that I'm, I'm now also running, you know, three or four times a week again. And, um, you know, and that's for another half an hour, 45 minutes. But what's cool about that is, um, is that I am oftentimes like not doing it as part of any sort of training or with any sort of goal, just, just going out and, and running again, which just mm-hmm. feels really good sometimes with a stroller, sometimes it's by myself. You know, I'm just like, I have 30 minutes uh, before dinner or uh, in the morning or something. And I just, I just knock it out and I do it and it feels really great. And, and so without the like pressure of it being part of a training or something like that, and without it, the pressure of it being like, this is the only exercise I'm going to do, I better, maximize that effort um Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's become a lot more fun again which is i don't know it's it's pretty nice yeah that definitely is uh and i think this is like this is really interesting because i know i mean i was the same way as you at the end of the year in 2020 like it just was sort of i was like probably the worst shape i've ever been uh yeah i had done some some things but not that much and I had gotten so because like I think the the not being able to go to the gym or at least choosing not to go to the gym, uh, not being able to for a while, but then eventually choosing even once they reopened that nobody really felt like going to them. Um, mm-hmm. That that to me sort of opened up the door for this idea of minimalist fitness because it made me think, okay, well, what can I do at home? Like if I'm going to drive to the gym, usually that means that I'm going to want to make the most of it and you know to go there for a five or ten minute session, which I have done before, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but like you know that that's not really a great use of time unless you can make good use of the driving time or something. Uh, so it, you know it, it had to be like at home stuff and then and what can you do at home? I didn't want to buy a whole gym, so I started doing the TRX thing, uh, which was in my holiday gift guide, I think. Mm-hmm. I was one of my, one of my shout outs there. Um, but I actually stopped using that fairly soon because I got into kettlebells and kettlebells just like took over for me. It just it got really interesting, almost like a hobby, but one that doesn't take more than twenty minutes a day or so. Um, but anyway, so like it was, it was having to find at home fitness things. And for some reason, these things, the ones I looked at anyway, they don't, they're not 45 minute or hour long workouts. They're just, they just take 20 minutes or so. And the idea is do it, do something that's not completely going to break down your body, uh, and do it every day. So instead of, instead of the old gym, like go hard for an hour and then skip the next day and then go really hard the next one after that and back and forth. Um, so that, uh, you know, I, I've been doing similar to you. Uh, but I think when I, when I got to that point, um, 
when I when I was ready to restart, one of the thoughts in my head, and I've had this before, was like, if, why didn't I just do the most minimal thing for the past year <laughs> instead of being yeah, right. lazy? Like, what if I had just done like ten push-ups a day, which is nothing, right? That I mean, mm-hmm. may, maybe not everybody can do ten push-ups in in one go, but but you could do five, and then you could rest, and then you could do five more, or or whatever it takes, um, or or do five a day, but like. What if I had just done that, or the or the fifteen minute workout that we had talked about doing in the beginning of that challenge uh, that we were doing with the with during the quarantine period? We were doing like kind of a free challenge, and we were doing, um, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it was Derek and Marcelo's fifteen minute workout, and it was just like air squats and some different body weight exercises, and it was a very simple thing. Uh, but so even less than that, or like I have a um, <laughs> this is one of these ads, as seen on TV uh, pull up bar things where mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but it, it's always been a nice it thing, and I on the I've, door frame. Yeah, and I've kept it for years because it's a really nice piece of equipment. You can do push-ups on it. You can do pull-ups. You can put it down on the ground and do sit-ups with it. Um, so, like, I thought, like, what if I just did five or ten reps of each of those three things? What if I had done that for the past year? You know, I think you'd be in an. I would have been in an entirely different body shape, uh, even with that very little bit. And chances are that little bit would turn into a little bit more, and I'd, you know, you'd have a decent habit. But that kind of defeats the the thought experiment of what if I had really just done this tiny amount because that tiny amount is requires almost no effort to actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the inertia of, of not doing anything that, that starts to seem like such a huge deal to start doing something again. So yeah, I think these, these minimalist routines are, are they're a little bit more involved than that, but I think that's what, at least for me, the hope is that like, if I can find something that is such a, a light lift, so to speak, not, not literally lift, but just like a light, a light addition into my day and it doesn't seem like this big thing like is there a way that i could i could three years from now say wow i'm sure glad i've been doing that kettlebell routine you know however many tens of thousands of reps i've done as a result of just doing that 20 minutes for three years uh you know that i think that would be a pretty good place to be for me anyway i i I would like to be there in three years and look back and say wow I, i did a little bit every day for a long time yeah um well and, and that inertia you're talking about i think is is not only for like long term you know you just keep doing it a little bit every day but also i mean what i'm saying is uh, around running is you know once you kind of start like it just kind of reframes fitness for you i don't know like once I, once i start doing a little bit of of push-ups and strength work and stuff like that then uh, like my mind is like okay now i want to you know go for a walk or go for a little run or something yep. like that definitely and I've also been running too. Like so I, uh, the kettlebells has gotten me. Whereas running was something I had no interest in, but then I started doing kettlebells, and now we're in the car fairly often for soccer for two hour drives one way and two hours back. And I realized at the end of that trip that if I don't get out and do something, like if I just sit in the car during his practice because it's cold, then I end up being in the car for five and a half or six straight hours in a, on a typical Tuesday or Thursday, and that's I think terrible. It must be. Um, and so I started running during some of his practice and not so much because it's fun, but certainly as the weather is getting warmer, like it actually does feel good. And I actually sort of look forward to getting out of the car and running around, which really is, is a, a foreign idea to me. I have not looked forward to getting out and moving and the feeling of running in a long time. Um, so I, this is all great. And I think this is what's cool is that it does reframe it. It starts to seem like kind of fun to do movement again. Uh, but I also wonder if this is going to be the downfall of these things. So like what I just said is this idea mm. of like, what if I had just done this tiny little thing? But but if that was so true and if it was so easy to do these little things, then how come we ever, how come anyone ever goes through a fitness rut? Like why wouldn't we just, even if we 
decide to stop our hour a week, hour a day, five days a week gym routine, how come we don't just keep doing the bare minimum thing? And I think this is the the kind of I don't know if it's a trap, but where this always goes for me is I start to get into fitness again, and then I get more into it, and more and more and more, and then suddenly it's it's a big part of my life, and then it's not sustainable, and I get you know like I often do, my mind just wants to do something else, and I shift gears, and then I don't want to even think about fitness again. So that's where I'm a little bit apprehensive here, wondering wondering will this is there really am I really going to be doing this two or three years from now, or will the same old thing happen where I do more and more, and then I eventually just give up. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. If, as you start doing more, and that becomes part of what you expect every day, uh, can you can you ever go back? Like you know, if you're if you if your 15 minutes a day turns into 30 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day, could right. you ever go back to just 15 minutes and feel satisfied? Right, and that's that's the very hard part because anyone who's gone to the gym for a while and then you stop for a while and then you try to come back, the hardest thing is the mental battle of knowing you can bench press you know, that you have trouble with the benching 135 pounds when you used to be able to get 200. Mm -hmm. And it seems like such a long road to get back to where you were. Mm -hmm. So even though you're doing something, it uh, doesn't feel very good because it doesn't feel like you're winning. It feels like you're way, way behind. And so I think that's the sort of contrast principle where if you've been doing a lot, then to just say, well, I'm tired of this, but I'm going to keep going. And instead of my hour, I'm just going to do 10 minutes a day. Like to me, that's like, well, I might as well do nothing. Like, because why? Why am I going to do such a tiny amount when I've been doing this much? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's the tricky thing. That's that's a great that's a great point that I hadn't really considered. It's kind of bumming me out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is where this uh, this fitness tracker watch comes uh, into play. <laughs> you know, I mean, it. no, really, it might be. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't. I mean, it's not that it's not that making fitness become a part of your life and something you look forward to and want to do more and more. That can't be a bad thing. I don't think that's good. But I don't know. Or maybe, maybe Doug, maybe this is the answer. Maybe these, maybe this little minimal kind of thing is really just to serve as a bridge. Maybe very few people are going to make a minimal twenty minute a day habit last. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are who are actually fitness types like you are. Um, people who I don't know. So like you'll you'll make it. You'll make it go, and it will get you back into running. And then, you know, six months from now, you'll be running another 100-miler or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what this will have done. And then you'll probably go through another law at some point. But this will have gotten you back in. So maybe that's maybe that's all the role is here of these minimalist things. And just a transition. Perhaps. Um, so I know I mentioned really quickly that, that I've, I have done the thing where I've gone to the gym before. And I'm oh, sorry, where I go to the gym for a very short time. Uh, I was doing back in 2011, I think doing uh tim ferris's he has a book called the four hour body and it's not really a book that you read it has like i don't know 20 or 30 chapters and they're all just different kind of like little basically hacks all little promises of how you can run faster than anybody and lift get bigger than you ever thought and lose weight and do all this like each one of them is like some tim ferris-esque hack where it's it's actually really easy to do you know these amazing things um but a lot of them you know he delivers often on on this promise it's kind of i don't know it's sort of what his brand is i think um, and so I did his minimalist approach to mass or something, and it's about eating a ton, but the going to the gym part, and it's for people who, who want to put on weight, but don't always gain weight that easily. Um, the idea was that you don't spend long in the gym because spending long in the gym means burning lots of calories. And the point here is, you know, tear your muscles down, but just do it quickly so that it doesn't take up many calories and you can get back to eating. Hmm. Uh, so that's like, that's what I was doing. And it was, I think at first it was go to the gym maybe every other day. But then very quickly it got into go to the gym every three days 
and you're just alternating between two workouts. Um, and then eventually it turns into go to the gym every four days and then every week. And so, and, and your trips to the gym literally take between five and 10 minutes. You're, you're there to do two sets, no, one set each of two exercises. <laughs> the warm up is optional, which he says you, you kind of do it to spot injury risk or something. You don't really need to do it for the purpose of the lifting. Um, literally you go, you go do 10 very slow, I don't know, 10 or seven very, very slow, like 15 second reps. Uh, and you do it with two exercises and then you get out of there. Somehow when I was doing that, it actually felt really good. And it, and it put me in that exact same frame of mind that we're discussing where it's like, wow, if, if I can just go do these deadlifts or these, uh, bent over rows or whatever, whatever I was doing, like it felt like I was really doing good things for my core and back and, and, you know, glutes and legs. Like it felt like I was doing something cause it was really hard and it took, it took, it was one minute long work set probably of uh, a lot of work. And, and it felt like I was breaking something down. I was like, wow, like this is really cool. Like why wouldn't I just keep doing this forever? Uh, but sure enough that, that thing comes to an end. But I think what it does like that always to me was a really nice way to get back into fitness because mm-hmm. it felt like I could have been gone for a while. I knew this thing worked. I knew this worked at putting on muscle pretty quickly. Um, but, but more than that, I think it was like, I didn't have to feel like I was losing when I would go to the gym again, because I was only supposed to be there for a couple minutes. So like, I knew that if I just go there get these few minutes in, uh, then, then I leave feeling good and I am making progress. And I know that sure enough in, in a month or two, I'll be kind of back to where I was before with, with the weights and lifting. So, um, I don't know. It, I, again, I, I think it's hard to make that sort of thing really last long, but it's, I, it worked really well to, to transition and get back into the gym again. Yeah. I have so many questions about that gym routine, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if we need to get into or not, but, um, but yeah. yeah, you know, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's that, you know, find the minimum viable exercise that you know kind of gets you back into it and, and gets you excited and 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 can show some results too because i think that that's another part of it that like yeah it feels good yeah. to walk or to push up do push-ups you know for 10 push-ups a day but it's what's it's not all that motivating if you're not seeing any results you're not right. feeling any stronger you're not doing something that uh, yeah and maybe that's maybe that's another big reason why we don't you know do this fantasy of like wow if i had just done this tiny amount for for 10 minutes, you know, where would I be now a year later? But mm-hmm. maybe the, maybe the hard part is like, yes, if you could fast forward through a year of that, you, you would be somewhere good. But the problem is that if you fast forward through a week or two weeks of that, uh, you're not anywhere because it, yeah, it right. seems like you haven't done anything and you really haven't done anything. So maybe that, mm-hmm. maybe that is part of the challenge. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wanted, I wanted to share a little bit about my pull-up routine because I do think that some people might find that interesting. Okay. Um, and the exercise I'm doing there. But first, why don't we take a second to thank our sponsors? Okay. This episode of Nomi Athlete Radio is brought to you by our very own new and improved Complement Protein. A few years ago, Doug, I was unable to find a protein powder clean enough to match my healthy diet, my family's healthy diet. I wanted something for my son, especially because he was into soccer, as I've said, uh, and I wanted him to be able to eat more calories so that he could keep eating this plant-based diet, uh, but but manage to eat as many calories and as much protein as some of the other kids. So the result was a clean five-ingredient formula made with real foods, and that's what complement protein is. Today, I'm happy to share that the formula just got an upgrade, swapping out watermelon seeds with vitamin and mineral-rich sunflower seeds. Our protein checks all the boxes. No additives, fillers, sweeteners, or natural flavors. No secret ingredients hiding behind some special proprietary blend a flavorless taste for mixing, blending, or baking into other real food, which, by the way, is my favorite part of the whole thing, is that it tastes as clean as it is. Uh, ingredient ratios printed right on the bag. 
And finally, third-party testing for purity and potency. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> no, it really like it's uh, it's. I don't. It, it's been a, a daily addition to our my smoothie, and uh, I, there's no guilt around it like there used to be with some of the right. other ones. Yeah, for, that's what it is for me. It's like I I think protein powders generally aren't a good thing. Uh, and as much as this is, sounds funny for me to say it, ours is the only one that I actually you know don't feel bad about taking. So. Get your first bag at lovecompliment.com and use code NOMEAT for 10% off at checkout. That's lovecompliment.com. Compliment is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T. Lovecompliment.com with all E's. And use code NOMEAT for $10 off your first order. This episode is also brought to you by Element, the electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. As athletes... As people getting back into the fitness world, we know that electrolytes are critical for feeling and performing your best, and they help with muscle cramps, fatigue, and and so much more. But a lot of electrolyte drinks are filled with artificial ingredients, coloring, and sugar. Enter Element, free of all of the junk. Matt, I think you and I have both uh, found ourselves drinking more Element than we thought, even though we're not necessarily working out as much as we thought. That's right. Last last time, hangover cure was mentioned, but not officially part of the ad, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nor would it be official to say that Element is sort of the complement protein of electrolyte drinks. Is that fair? Clean? Oh, Ooh, maybe. Probably yeah. also not allowed. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it is it is it is very minimal, and that is uh, what we like about it. Element is used by NFL teams, NBA players, and coaches, and moms and dads and weekend warriors looking for an extra hydration, a little extra hydration during a workout. Try Element today, totally risk free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend, and uh, and we'll give your money. They'll give your money back, no questions asked. Element is offering something very special to the Nomad Athlete audience. You can get Element sample packs uh, with all four of their flavors. For free when you just pay for shipping, which is uh, only five dollars in the U.S. Go to drinkelement.com/nomeatathlete. That's drinklmnt.com/nomeatathlete. Stay salty, my stay friend. Stay salty. Yeah, I was gonna skip that part. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I mean, what, what's the stay salty? Why don't they put my friend at the end? So it's like stay thirsty. My, isn't that a? Oh yeah, stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like a Dos Equis ad? Yeah, I think that's what it was. You know, LMNT always reminds me of TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you ever into mm. that? Every time I see the, the four letters there, I think TMNT. <laughs> uh, Matt, speaking of Ninja Turtles, kind of, this is yeah. a bad segue. I meant to actually yeah, talk good. about this. Um, I meant to bring this up in the intro because I was so excited about it, and then I totally forgot. Uh, guess what I've been doing with, with my older daughter, who's four? Playing Ninja Turtles. No, <laughs> but she's a kid, and Ninja Turtles are traditionally for ah, kids, so that's okay. the segue. Okay. Um, <laughs> we've been going on trail runs. Yeah, I think I heard this somewhere. I think I read yeah. this on this company Slack channel. Yeah. Um, it, she's been like, like, so it started a couple of weeks ago. I, just, I was like, she, you know, she knows that I run trails, and she always talks about, like, if I go out for a trail run, then she wants to know what mountain I went up, and, you know, I try to, like making an epic story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so we've been talking about this for a long time. She, you know, and the other day I was like, Eliza, do you want to go in trail room with me? And she, we hyped it up really big. We like got out the map and like mapped mm-hmm. out a route. I packed my little, my running pack with water and some like snacks and stuff. And she got, uh, all dressed for it, which, uh, for her, since she didn't have any like real fitness clothes, she picked out her fastest running dress 
and her grippiest trail shoes. Wow. And, um, and we went out and we did, uh, the first time we did like right around two miles, just Mm -hmm. shy of two miles. Solid. And, um, with several hundred feet of elevation gain. And then, uh, last weekend we went out again, that was actually more of a hike than a Mm -hmm. run, but you know, but she still got excited about it. And I don't know, it's like just been this really fun little thing that we're doing. That is really fun. So you do all the typical trail things like, uh, I don't know. What do, what do trail people do? Uh, at the end. I was trying to somehow make fun of the trail running culture a little bit, but I couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't think of it. I mean, I thought of drinking beers at the end of the trail, but I wasn't going to do yeah, that. Yeah. Like <laughs> taking shots of fireball at the aid stations <laughs> and that kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> no, um, no, but she, uh, I don't know. It's just been, it, she was like, you know, there's a lot of hiking involved, of course, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only goal was that she would have fun with it, and I want her to like to think that draw running and that kind of thing is fun. So, yeah, I think it, I'm. Both of my kids have done a lot of running, more with my wife than me, because uh, my wife does a lot more running than I do. Um, I'm amazed at how far kids can run. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're not fed the story that running is a horrible, terrible thing, and, you know, I wasn't fed the story. So that's not fair, but. I just never got any running exposure when I was little other than in sports when you had to do it and it was viewed as right. punishment or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then gym class and it was also just n- not fun. Hated it, had to had to run the mile, had to run it fast. Uh, so it was just a terrible experience. And I, I grew up thinking like a mile run was the worst thing ever. And the idea of someone running two or three or four, like even a grown-up to me was like, how? I mean, just why would anyone ever want to do that? So it's it's cool to me that kids can just go run two miles and be that young and just run to my I mean, it's amazing yeah it is it's it's i don't know it's cool and I, I completely agree that you know the as a kid i used to think that the mile was like the worst thing in so long yeah. so far yeah, I know. um you know but to like take a four-year-old out for a two-mile run and have right. it like not be that big of a deal but because we're like having fun and you know making it more of an adventure than a punishment yeah cool. that is how it's supposed to be i think Anyway, good. Anyway, back aside to from fitness, yeah, aside from uh, trail runs with my four-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, these body weight or these uh, not body weight, these pull-up exercises. So mm-hmm. I set the goal five pull-ups by the end of the year, um, and uh, I'd had no plan at all in place. And so, um, but I think you know, so I think the pull-ups are something that a lot of people want to do and don't actually can't do. Mm-hmm. Does that does that seem accurate, or is that just me? No, I think that's right. Pull ups were also one of those things it. that. Well, pull ups for me, like my whole life, I've always been one of those things that. Uh, again, there's like, gym going back to gym class and right presidential fitness test presidential fitness <laughs> test, and you had to do pull ups in front of the whole class, right? And, and you know, there's always a couple kids who could just do like thirty of them, right? And then uh, most people could barely like lift themselves at all and then you know mm-hmm. i was always the kid who could like get almost there where like my forehead was like up to the bar and then like you know i'm like stretching my neck as far as i can and, and i just yeah. could never do it you know <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's like some shame involved around pull-ups too of uh, right right um kind of you know not being one of the pull-up kids in class uh anyway so i looked at the uh, what the plan i ended up finding was through nerd fitness they have just this blog post called do a pull-up and yes. if you if you're unfamiliar ours, with by the way, oh go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're unfamiliar with Nerd Fitness, they are uh, really friends of yours. I would say more than my. I don't I don't know uh, Steve all that well, but um, mm-hmm. it's an awesome resource. This yes, 
his blog is has i mean if you want to do anything fitness related there's just all the blog posts are just so in depth it's great yep very good and they're all very low like that steve and i we started the exact same month nomad athletes started at the same time as nerd fitness we were in the same like blogging uh learning community called the third tribe back back then hmm. Uh, and so we, and I, we went to events and things together and we like, we were both the fitness guys, uh, and doing very similar approaches to this sort of like, let's remove the, uh, the, I don't know, the weirdness or the high pressureness or the judgment. Let's remove those from our respective, uh, niches. And then let's, let's make fitness seem approachable. So we've had a whole lot in common all along. Uh, so if you like, don't know me now that you probably like, uh, nerd fitness. Yeah. Except for, except for the paleo stuff all the time, but <laughs> yeah, that yeah there's excused. a lot of that. But, you know, like, for example, this this pull-up post, uh, you know, again, it goes super basic. Like, if you can't do anything at all, really, you know, you're starting with just, like, some free weight exercises. Um, I have skipped most of that and over, skipped over to level two mm-hmm. of four, and that's kind of where, I, where I've been doing my sweet spot, which is um, been doing inverted body weight rows, where you're basically, like, hanging from a bar, but, you know, your body is is, like kind of flat or you know mm-hmm. like at an angle yeah uh, and then you just like pull yourself up so yep. i've been doing that in the playground because there's uh when i take my daughter to the playground there's a great <laughs> opportunity to, to do that and kind of knock the kids out of the way <laughs> yeah. you know make sure that i can get my workout in where do you <laughs> and, do it on the slide <laughs> no there's uh i do it in, on the monkey bars but like you know how um there's like a ladder to get up to the monkey bars for kids. Mm-hmm. So I just like throw my legs up there and then use the monkey bar and do it that way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I'm picturing it and it seems like you're uh, you're a weird dad at the, at the <laughs> playground. <laughs> <laughs> There's often not that many kids or not many people at the playground when we're there. <laughs> Okay. But I'm sure I'm sure that someone is looking at me and uh, and thinking that's a little odd. The other thing I do, which is kind of funny, is um, if I want to do it at home, I take two chairs, mm-hmm. um, and then put a stool in between the two chairs, okay. like laying down vertically mm-hmm. or horizontally. I mean, um, and then use that stool as my as my bar. Can you picture that? I don't know if I'm describing that no. right. I cannot picture that. Okay, so so two um, two chairs are basically what I rest the stool on top of, on its side. Oh, okay, okay. And then just like get underneath it and use that to pull myself up. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I see. Mm-hmm. That's a so, lot of weight on your chairs, huh? Your chairs can support that kind of weight from from the stool. Yeah. Okay. Just seems like it'd be a lot of concentrated energy in just the few spots but it must be good strong chairs <laughs> yeah. make them yourself with your woodworking highly <laughs> no i didn't but <laughs> now now i'm like worried if i'm doing damage to my chairs <laughs> they're gonna come crashing down and break on me yeah no but it, it uh it's it's worked out fine so. so i guess is the point so my first question when you said you were doing exercises to help you with pull-ups i was thinking why don't you just do more pull-ups because it seems like that's what mm-hmm. you're trying to do uh but now i'm getting it i think to, if you can only do a couple pull-ups or none which some people can i'm sure when they start uh you can't you can't really do that. I mean, I guess you could struggle at pull-ups and keep trying to struggle at it and mm-hmm. gain some strength that way, but this is a way that's sort of an assisted pull-up kind of idea. You can do Yeah, exactly. Reps. So you're working the muscles that will help you with more pull-ups. So I am oftentimes, you know, again, going back to the playground, trying to do pull-ups, and, and you know, I'll do one or two if, if it's a good day or, you know, one and a half or something like that. And, 
And then, and, but then I'm just kind of like done and like, I can't do anymore. So then I'm, right. I'm doing the assisted exercises that are helping me get stronger to be able to do more. Gotcha. The other one, the other exercise that uh, I've been doing a lot of is, and I don't know what the name of it is. Um, oh, negative pull-ups where you like kind of use something mm-hmm. to, to jump up to, and then like slowly like, right. like work your way down. Yep. Makes sense. Uh huh. So, cool. so those are like the areas that I've been doing and, and, I'm seeing progress and it's like these kind of things that like, uh, you know, I can drop the stool in the chair and knock out five of those or 10 of those, um, you know, within seconds. I can mm-hmm. just do that less than a minute. You know, if I'm waiting on Eliza to pee or something like that, then I can just do that. Right. And, um, and it's these kind of things that I'm kind of in both. I'm setting aside time to actually do it, but then also integrating it into the day that's just it's made it a lot of fun it's been kind of this neat little challenge that i'm i'm really into and i'm sure if i dedicated a lot of time every day to it then it'd progress a lot faster but that's not the goal you know i've got all year to do these five pull-ups right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know so i just right. gotta keep having fun with it good very good um what that reminded me of two things so first of all it reminded me of when i have tried to learn to swim in the past and mm. i can't actually learn to swim well i, mean, I know how to swim but i am horrible at it uh because I can't actually get enough swimming in to get better at it. It's just like the pull-ups thing. Because I'll get to the end of the pool and I will be so out of breath because my breathing technique or something must be so bad. Mm. Um, so I run out of breath, you know, a, a few laps in. And then I just can't do anymore, even though I'm not tired at all. But I'm just out of breath. So I think what I need, I'm, I'm now racking my brain for how can I make swimming more like you with the pull-ups. How can I have assisted swimming? Maybe maybe head out of water swimming. Yeah, like kickboard. no but seriously like if you get your legs stronger then it'll make it easier to get across the pool uh you know if you get that that kicking motion down then then you'll have a cleaner stroke even you know then your 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 lower body will be better off than your Mm -hmm. upper body and you can kind of work out of that way being an adult using a kickboard at the pool is kind of like being a grown-up dad on the monkey bars at the playground no that's not true at all that's not true at all uh if you've ever like i remember training because i was on the swim team for through my first uh, okay. year of high school or so like that. we just spent a lot of time using the kickboard yeah okay you're right i've seen some adults use kickboards but <laughs> <laughs> you're right it is kind of fun <laughs> anyway that was just the funniest side the real thing that reminded me of is kettlebells um which is like i said sort of my version of this and um what is what i'm, I'm forgetting exactly what you said that reminded me of this but what what i've what has been the totally different new thing for me is that there's no, um, I mean, this is not like pull-ups in a way because you can, it's not about trying to just do five things. You do you actually do a lot. You do a hundred swings in a workout, which takes only five or seven minutes, pretty quick to do the swings. Uh, and you only you just do 10 get-ups. Um, but you have, you have to be able to do one or else you won't be able to do you, know, you won't be able to do 10, obviously. So it's not like you are, are doing partial reps and needing to train partial things. But what is interesting and somehow similar, I'm not sure in what way, but it reminds me of it, is that uh, you don't, like, you're not actually actively increasing the weight. And you're not actually actively trying to, mm. you know, make yourself tired so that your muscles come back stronger. I, mean, I guess you are. It's just such a, in minute increments. Um because so like the the plan in the book is that you would start with a thirty five pound kettlebell, which is what I started with, um, and then you so you you do these things in like little sets of ten, and the the 
pace at which you increase. When you're ready for the next kettlebell, you get a kettlebell that is significantly heavier. So you go, uh, I think it's 16 or 17 pounds heavier. So I went from the 35, I went to a 50, because that was the convenient way that they had, which is like a massive increase when, when you know, a few days ago or weeks ago, I could only get the, uh, the 35, I could barely get the 35. Suddenly I have a 50, but you incorporate it into your routine so slowly. So the, you take four weeks then of doing your second set, which is just 10 swings or one get up on each side. You make your second set this, this new heavier weight. And then your other five sets or other four sets on each side, sorry, your other three, because this is your second one. Mm-hmm. They're not. So you spend, so spend four weeks with one out of, basically one fifth of your workout is now with the new thing. Then you spend four weeks with the next set also being it. So now in your second month, basically, of increasing, your your next set is heavier. This whole process takes like five months to increase a weight from hmm. from thirty five to fifty, and wow. so and you're just you know, you're you're making a change. You're adding one set and you're doing that for four weeks, and then you add one new set with the heavier weight and you do that for four weeks, and and five months later you now are all doing the full new weight, and then once you got with that, you get the next one and you start the process again. So it's just such a slow little you know <laughs> incremental improvement it's a tiny tiny rate um which is so different because like a- any other work that i've done especially the the tim ferris thing i mentioned earlier it's like you're coming in each new week with some new goal in your head of like this is my thing i'm going to try to hit this time right and and there's none of that there's no trying to hit this stuff like you you're you know you're going to get it because you got it yesterday and the day before that and the day before that uh so like you're just doing the same thing as you did yesterday and that is so counterintuitive to me that that will actually make you stronger. But here I am, it's been three months. And I actually, like, since I was new, I figured I was gaining strength faster than you might uh, if you'd been at this for a while. And I kind of rushed the process, and also just maybe lack of patience. But I just rushed the process to incorporate in the 50. And I think I, I think I suffered a little bit of unnecessary, like, uh, I don't want to say injury, but but just some pains and things where I felt like I had to take a day off to feel better hmm. um, and such. So I, like, I've kind of learned my lesson. I will actually go as slow as he says. Uh, but now I'm three months into the, or two months into the year, and I can comfortably do the 50 every time for all my sets. So I've ordered the, the new now at 62, and that is coming, uh, I don't know, next week. And then I will start incorporating that. So it's just it's just a really, I don't know, it's, it's strange. Like I can't wait to get that new one and, and start having that new weight in my routine but then I know I'm going to have it for five months until I'm ready for the next one. Um, it's just such a weird thing. And he and he says, like, a lot of people ask things like, can you actually get stronger just doing the same weight day in, day out? Like, do you, do you actually get stronger, or does your body just learn how to do that, and then it stops? And his his this is not very scientific, but his point is that you see loggers, guys who do logging, whatever that actually is. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's carrying big logs around. Um he says that will turn a, a boy into a man, even though they're doing the exact same weight every day. They just keep doing it, and it it builds muscle. So that's his completely non scientific argument. But for, for me, it's like I don't know. It's it's actually appealing. It's an appealing concept, and I'm that's that's what I'm liking about it. Is that like it doesn't feel like it's new effort. I don't have to get up for it every day, uh, and like feel like I'm you know having to get all amped up and ready and go in there and like get my thing done. It's just you just do it, and yeah. it's fun, and it's a practice, and you improve your form. Uh, and, and then slowly over time you get transformed. Your strength becomes way more. And hopefully by the end of this year, I'll be able to do it with a 70 pounder when I started the year with a 35 and we'll see if that actually happens, but that's a, that's a massive improvement in strength. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I love that. And, and honestly, like I, 
I love that about running too, you know, like that kind of approach of instead of trying to go from zero to 60, you know, really getting the foundation and slowly building and that kind of thing. But, uh, I just, I think this is a, that's a great approach for, for strength. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, we're both kind of experimenting with it maybe yeah. for the first time. Do, do you think that, so here's the question. Do you think that this really slow approach where you're not hitting new milestones very regularly, you're not kind of getting the rush of hitting a new, you know, being able to lift a new weight or bench press a new thing. Do you think that that um, helps prevent burnout or would help create burnout? <laughs> I don't know. I What I know is that this would not have worked for me when I was 20, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it wouldn't work for anyone when they're 20, at least unless you were completely different than me or any other you know college kid who wants his gains mm-hmm. uh it just it just would have been too boring and and require way too much patience because i don't know part of the fun when you're that age i think uh is like going after the new challenge this week sure. that's what that's what made going to the gym fun was like to see if you could get the new weight and you know all that came with that uh but i don't know like does that does that mean i, I don't know i just wonder like does that mean we is it just that we are wiser now and we say like you don't need to rush it. You can take your time and much better to start slow like this and just be doing something 10 years later still than, you know, be the, be this college guy who's getting himself hurt for sure eventually, uh, or getting tired of it or just moving on to the next thing. Um, so I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we wiser or is it, is it just that we're old and lazy? We're old. And, <laughs> yeah. no, it's just like old and weak and boring and, yeah <laughs> right it's lame right it, right it could be that uh, i don't know what was your yeah. question though what was your question that i said i do know this uh well the last question i asked was whether it created more burnout or prevented oh burnout. yes that's yeah that's right um right and i mean i guess i guess the reason that my answer was appropriate is that like i think it depends a lot on the person and, and there's a, this is this is not different from the question that we always talk about, which is it's better to, you know, make massive action changes overnight mm-hmm. or take your time, which one creates more burnout uh, or which one prevents more burnout. And it depends who you ask. Some people will say, like, you have to do the massive action because you're not going to get the results fast if you don't. And therefore, you will get burnt out. Even though you're taxing your willpower, those results will help you not get burnt out. What we're mm-hmm. doing is basically the small steps approach applied to this stuff where you don't get really big results right away, but it doesn't take much willpower. And if you have the patience, then I think I think this one is the more likely one to last. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Do not know. And, you know, I, I will say this, that I think for both of us, and this probably translates to any sort of exercise, whether it's going for a walk or a run or swimming or whatever, that uh, even if you're not, you know, hitting like major milestones and goals, you know, like hitting new distances or uh, new weights or anything like that. Um, or in my case, more pull-ups, I, I still feel stronger and I still feel better. And, uh, and you know, what I was doing at the beginning is, uh, you know, what I'm doing now is, is much better than what I was doing at the, at the beginning. So it's, I am feeling like I'm progressing and I'm sure mm-hmm. you are too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there is that satisfaction that you're getting. Yeah. And I like, this is going to sound biased because it's going to sound like I'm saying our things better, but I, I think that is such a huge thing that like that there's this more intrinsic reward than just having to like 
the only the only feel reward when you see like that higher weight going up mm-hmm. or you know you feel like you hit your milestone goal for the week or you, or you hit this new weight i don't know I, I just feel like if if the goal can instead be about how you feel and like and if the process is making you feel stronger every single day a little bit stronger in the absence of these like you know these punctuated times when it's like wow i you know did the huge milestone um I think that's better. I think that's a more sustainable thing because it is has this more intrinsic reward than you know needing these these basically prizes for for doing well. Uh, but like I said, I think that is I think that is biased because that's that's what we're doing now and sounds like better because we're doing it. But yeah, who knows? Well, I'm I'm gonna add one more biased thing here. Okay, and maybe maybe this will be the last thing. <laughs> I don't know how much we can rock, work about in this, but but I uh, you know as we're talking about this, I'm realizing that like when when I was training and hitting new distance goals every day or like new paces or, or whatever, or when I was in college and did some lifting and which I, I, you know, let's be very clear. I did very little of that, but, um, you know, if I was, if I was trying to hit, um, you know, a certain weight or if you're trying to do that, then it's always going to be hard. Like it's never going to feel good, right? Like you're, you're going to get stronger and you're going to do better, but you, it's always like you're always pushing yourself to like the max and so it's always hard so as soon as that being hard as soon as you lose that uh kind of mental capacity mental strength to right. get through the hard part then you've lost everything because you're no longer excited about your gains because you're not gaining anything and it's <laughs> right. hard and no fun and uh and then it comes crashing down but if you can have make it to a place where you're enjoying it and you're still progressing but you're you're enjoying it um, and it's not necessarily about the like new hard thing, then right. maybe that's better. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It feels more like building a habit than, you know, whatever the cruising along on willpower alone and eventually it comes crashing down. But who really knows? Uh, we will see. We'll revisit this in a few months, Doug, and we'll see if we're actually still doing it <laughs> yeah. or if we, if we then think massive action is the only way to change anything. I will say that if if like by the end of summer I'm still only doing – you know, two pull-ups <laughs> and I'll probably be pretty <laughs> pretty frustrated but yeah hey one more thing um this is just speaking of habit changes in fitness my friend one of my very good friends Jan uh is his name and he he texted me the other day and said hey uh you guys had an episode a long time ago uh where you mentioned using the two-day rule for creating good habits mm. and he said uh he's now gone a full year without an extended law in his fitness routine before that, he'd never done anything longer than six months with fitness, uh, and it's all because of the two-day rule, which I think wow. I think we mentioned once, and then we maybe had a full episode about. It. I don't really remember. Yeah, we did have a full episode about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we did a full episode on that, but we did somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was probably like this one, where we just sort of talked about the goods and the bads of things. But yeah, the two-day rule is the thing where you you say no matter what, I do not miss twice. Uh, it's okay to take miss a day. It's going to happen here and there, but as soon as it does, you have. 10 times the motivation you did before that to make sure you get that, 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 that on the next day because you absolutely do not miss twice. I've never really tried it very much because for me, like, I immediately go to, well, if I can miss, if I just don't miss twice, that means I can do it every other day and mm-hmm. still be succeeding. So I'm not even going to attempt this thing because it'll ultimately result in me doing it every other day only, and that's not what I want. Uh, but Jan doesn't think like that, I guess. So he just went for it, and uh, I think it's awesome. So congratulations, Jan. And at least one person, Doug, is listening to our podcast and making changes because of it. I like it. That's great. <laughs> Congratulations, All right. Jan. Uh, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Anything else to add, Matt? Nope, nothing else. That's it. All right. Well, 
much for listening and uh, we'll catch everybody soon. All right. Bye.